Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. Coming up this week, Disney is giving the boot to Off-Kilter and some other popular acts at Epcot. The villain Soiree debuted last night at Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party. And a little later on, Dustin and the team will discuss the party and what they thought of it. All that coming up next from the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida. This is the Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged, episode 735 for the week of September 2nd, 2014. The Diz Unplugged is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect Disney vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. What are you, voguing over there? <laughs> He's sending me. <laughs> she has some on her eyelid. I was telling her. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, welcome to the show, everybody. Coming to you live from the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida. I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined at the table this week by my good friends, Jenny Lynn Knopp, Kathy Whirling, Teresa Eccles, Corey Martin, and back in the production nook, our producer Dustin West, along with associate producers Craig Williams and Sean Thompson. Uh, John and Kevin are away. They are actually on the Oasis of the Seas, heading to Barcelona, and uh, Dustin and I will meet up with them in Rome. Yeah. Poor things. I know. Well, John's John's really worried because he's like, you know, 11 days at sea with, a, with an open casino. <laughs> he's going to arrive in Barcelona broke. Or real um, happy, yeah. Or, or very rich. Yeah, yeah I don't think it's going to be... Uh, uh, much in between. Much in between. So, um, all right. In housekeeping, um, first and foremost, a sad note. Um, I want to extend our, our thoughts and prayers to the family of uh, Kyle uh, Gendron, who was a... Uh, uh, very active on our photography forums. He went by the uh, username Handicap18. He passed away last week from colon cancer. Hmm. Um, and as I said, he was an active member of the photography board. He was also very active in the Down syndrome community. He had a daughter with Down syndrome. So very sad. Um, just wanted to send out our thoughts and prayers to his friends and his family that uh, were thinking about them. Um, also wanted to remind everyone about the Arizona meet in particular coming up in October. They really need support if you're interested in going. I believe they have a deadline uh, coming up uh, for registration. Uh, so it's important if you're interested to sign up. Uh, we'd really like to see as many people uh, out there for that meet as possible. So please uh, sign up and links to that and everything else we talk about on the show notes page, disunplugged.com. Uh, and I don't have anything else for housekeeping. Does anybody else have anything? Yeah. We, okay. Craig and I will be doing a Universal show tonight at 7 p.m. Oh, right before right. the uh, making of Frozen. So we'll finish it around, what, 7.57? Yeah. We, we so want you to got get three minutes to change the channel, put Frozen on, <laughs> make popcorn, Yeah. make a Hot Pocket, Yeah. and then watch Frozen. <laughs> we have a really good no topic problem. tonight, too. We do have a good so, topic. But, yeah. And what is that? We're going to be doing Universal for the non-thrill seeker. So basically, oh, okay. is it worth yeah. your time and money to go if you're not going to be doing roller coasters? That's a great. That's a great topic. Oh, so I'm pretty excited. Yeah, it's from his mind, mastermind. Uh, my mom's. It was my mom's question. So <laughs> she'll get the royalties. She will. We'll be sending her a check for twenty five cents. <laughs> I actually, I also have a housekeeping. Um, 
uh, on the uh, Disneyland show uh, this week. Tom has uh, sent in what that show is going to be all about. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah, I know he sent it in. And I just forgot to put it. No, in that's okay. That's okay. Uh, Tony Spatel. <laughs> Tony Spatel this week uh, is going to review dinner at La Brea Bakery, and Tom Bell will chat with Knott's Berry Farms. Lady Aravalo about their upcoming Knott's Scary Farm event. Um, so that's what's in the show this week. Awesome. So anything else for housekeeping? Then over to me with the news. <laughs> um, since John's not here. What I'll about uh, the, the poll oh, from last week? The poll from last week. Yeah. Sorry, that was my bad. Um, we picked a winner, didn't we? <laughs> I, I'm not sure if we picked a winner from Facebook. We can do that later on, but we do have the top four results here. Okay, and I don't have it on my script. That's okay. So Craig can bring that up. I can bring it up, and I can just read it along with you. I'm okay. sorry, guys. I'm telling you, I'm just... We were we were working that party last night. Like, okay, I'm not going to use the expression I usually use, um, but we were working that party, um, and I didn't get you know didn't get everything up that we needed to get up until about four o'clock in the morning. So I'm just I'm not here. We're all flying. Plus I'm plus I'm leaving I'm leaving tomorrow uh, for London. So it's like, <laughs> ugh. it's all good. So we asked the question last week: What is your favorite signature restaurant? Oh, that's right. At the uh, Walt Disney World Resort. And if you read the Diz and go to the homepage and you see the blog that... Don't be, don't be stealing my uh, stealing my thunder with Olaf. <laughs> you don't do it right. You don't do it right. Only somebody professionals in, are Somebody in chat was Olaf. asking about it. Here. Here's Olaf. Here's Olaf. Uh, um, we uh, actually... Uh, we didn't time the uh, release of the... I forgot to tell Corey to time the release of the article about this to this show because we revealed the top four a few days ago. But uh, go ahead and let's remind everybody. Um, Narcusis came in at number four, 9%. Uh, Gico, number three, at 13%. The Yachtsman uh, at 18%. And by a mile, uh, California Grill at 32%. Wow. (laughs) And what was funny is I think with with, with the article that I wrote about it, I tried to make it clear that these were not my personal opinions, although I agree with them generally, uh, that the, this was the result of the poll. And people's like, oh, Artist Point should be number one. I saw a lot of that, yeah. No, Artist Point should not be number one. <laughs> okay? These restaurants have a consistent experience. Artist Point's all over the place. And Artist Point was de- uh, down near the bottom of, of the results. So. Hmm. Of uh, the sixteen hundred people that answered the poll, very few of them agreed that Artist Point should be considered the best restaurant. Um, but it was interesting to see everybody's everybody's take on that. But uh, California Grill, and I agree. I think especially after uh, the refresh of that restaurant and the menu, I think California Grill absolutely, positively, it has the double whammy. It has really good food, and it has. The most spectacular location you could ask for on Disney property. Well, I mentioned that in the article yeah. that you know a lesser restaurant would just kind of fall back on that view and serve you, you know, mediocre food. Yeah. Not the case. I mean, I didn't think it could get better from what it was. And as far as I'm concerned, we ate there in May, and it was it was spectacular. I mean, calling it dinner it does it no service at all. It's a dining experience. Um. And a lot of people wondered why Victorian Alberts didn't make the top of the list. And I think that's only because a lot of people haven't experienced it. Right. Yeah. Um, I've never an, been. 
it's an expensive experience, $125 a plate, I believe. And you have to dress for it. And a lot of people, when they come to Disney World, don't want to put on a jacket and tie. And, yeah. you know, so I just think it, it, it suffers from that. Um, but again, you know, V&A, I haven't been to V&A's in a long time. So, but I, everything, I, I don't ever hear anything bad about it. I don't no, ever hear that people don't. say it's a bad experience or not worth the money. So, but uh, that is our top four. Um, and... Yeah, I think we forgot to pick a winner. Okay. And we will. We'll pick one today and notify you via Facebook. Uh, and send you out your $50 Disney gift card, which we do every week when we remember uh, <laughs> to pull a name. And uh, we'll have next week's poll at the end of the show. So now we will move on to the news. Okay. Excellent. Uh, first up, Disney and the unions are at odds over shift distribution. Walt Disney World and some of their unions are having a dispute of how extra shifts are filled, heard by an arbitrator later this week. A year and a half ago, Disney decided that seven days before the unfilled shift, workers would not be able to take the extra hours if it would mean they would work more than 44 hours during the week. That uh, maximum increases as the date of the available shift gets closer. Employees can claim open shifts that need to be filled within 24 hours, no matter how many hours they would work that week. Some unions were upset with the new policy, saying it would make it difficult for employees to earn supplemental income without being allowed these shifts. Uh, Full-time employees are also much closer to the cap than part-timers, making them ineligible for most extra shifts. This is about the most boring news story uh, imaginable, but you know what? It's a kind of slow news week. well, I can tell you. I, I don't think I don't think the company is going to fall apart uh, over shift differential. But no, um, I can tell you it's a huge complaint for full time cast members, though. That you know you're you're working your forty hours a week, and then every now and then you get a couple extra hours. But you see all these uh, uh, part time people and college program folks working like sixty hours a week, and you're you're kind of stuck there. Well, and, yeah, this was the point of uh, the president of the Services Trades Council who said that uh, the policy will make distribution more fair. Extra yeah. shifts will be available to a wider group of employees. And they quote, the article quotes him as saying, what was happening was you had certain people that were working all these hours at the expense of others. We kind of like this deal. We're getting thousands of people picking up extra shifts rather than 100 people picking up all the shifts. And uh, Disney is not able to comment on pending arbitration. I've also heard that cast members can, I think it's full-time, that you can be put on a list that when overtime becomes available, they go to those people first. And then if they don't fill it, they go to these people. So, you know, I guess there's, you know, there's still an opportunity. I guess it's like every profession, because I know you hear that about policemen a lot of times, that some policemen make a lot of money on overtime and then some don't make any. I guess you have to be in the right place at the right time to... And sometimes those things are political. I'm not saying yeah, that is here. Right, right. But sometimes those things are political. And I understand Disney's need as a company to manage overtime expenses. But, you know, I'm glad if we're talking about any kind of union dispute with Disney, I'm glad this is what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's not the kind of locking horns, fierce battle it's been right. in past years where there are threats of strikes and all that other stuff. So, yeah, this is sort of unusual, but it's it, like they're getting along. And, it's surreal. <laughs> yeah. It's surreal. And I'm not, 
uh, I'm not completely clued in as to why, but yeah. something, something's. I, you know, I said it before. Something's just kind of weird about this whole thing. They're getting along too well, mm-hmm. and it's what they want you, you know, to think. Well, it just you know there wasn't a lot of back and forth. It didn't seem to be at least not playing out in the press. If there were real issues going on between them, it would have been played out in the oh, press because yeah. that's where they do. That's where they put the pressure on Disney. And you would have heard because we've heard it so many times. You know, the deadline's coming, and if they don't have an agreement by midnight on Saturday, they're going to strike. And we've heard that before. And so this was just very, mm-hmm. it was like they were serving tea and crumpets yeah. and stuff <laughs> to each other or something. I don't know. But I'm glad. I'm hoping that nothing else comes and that nobody goes on strike and disrupts anything. And, you know, that would nobody's be nice. out of Nobody's out of work. But interesting. Um, a little bit more contentious. <laughs> was the announcement this week that Disney was going to be canceling some of the acts at Epcot, including Off Kilter, which plays in the Canadian Pavilion, and Moroccan uh, in the Moroccan Pavilion, as well as the Spirit of America Fife and Drum Corps World Showcase uh, at the American Pavilion. And uh, I was kind of surprised to hear that. Uh, they've alluded to some replacement acts, namely like a lumberjack act, I believe, mm-hmm. in Canada. And, you know, a lot of people are saying, oh, these acts are old and they've been there a long time. That's not the reason this is happening. Right. Right. I those groups had followings. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. The off-kilter always had yeah. people. That those chairs were always, always uh, full. Always mm-hmm. full. That's not the reason right. that they're doing this. This is financial. This is financial. I was surprised uh, a few years ago. I was talking to someone that uh, works in one of these musical groups. I'm not saying anything more than that. Works in one of these musical groups at Disney. And when he told me what they were paid, I fell over. Mm. I mean, we're talking about upwards of $25 an hour that these guys are paid. These are not, these are not minimum wage positions. Uh, when he explained how, all the compensation and the hours they get and what the contract requires, they do really well. I mean, these acts are well paid. <clears throat> and that's, I think, part of, uh, I think they're part of uh, equity. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, they're equity actors, yeah. quote unquote. And so the scale is, is much higher. I'm guessing the lumberjacks that are coming in to replace off kilter are not going to be paid that. I'm guessing. I don't Are know. They're going to sell their DVDs, but uh, at the kiosk. Or do you have the name of the the group, the the flag waving people in Italy? Uh, my other concern is, could you give these acts names that people might want to say or be able to pronounce? <laughs> um, but I can't see canceling like an off kilter for a hey let's go see the flag wavers in italy well yeah they're saying that uh well no release date has been given for some of these new acts uh they're saying it will be sometime in the fall and uh guests will be able to enjoy traditional berber music and dance and a dance troupe in morocco i don't know what berber is i, I just think of carpet i just think of carpet as well <laughs> a core of dynamic flag waving performers in italy a thrilling lumberjack-inspired show in Canada, and Celtic folk music ensemble in the, in the United Kingdom. Look, I'm going to tell you something. I think these acts were very good. I never sat and watched them. I'm not particularly attached to Off-Kilter or Moroccan. Or, right. <clears throat> that's not my issue with this. My issue with this is that it's financial. 
and that I'm not sure that these what they're alluding to is going to be an adequate replacement. I think it's a cheaper replacement. Right. And now that's not to say these may not be very, very good and may not develop their own followings. And I'll reserve judgment on that until we actually see them. But it's the fact that the prices keep going up. They're making record profits. And then this is where they're cutting costs. Mm -hmm. And that's the stuff I have a little bit of a an issue with you know we, we never really stopped to watch him um, before we had kids but Ferris he loves music so much that you know we we make a point to stop now and you know a lot of times we talk about the sights and sounds of Disney Epcot has that background music mm -hmm. yeah. regardless if you stop and watch him or not you always hear the, right. the drums in Japan you hear off kilter playing I'm, I'm gonna miss that I mean can't they lumberjack to uh, off kilter <laughs> Maybe, I don't know. You know, <laughs> and I know a lot of people with kilts on. Yeah. on Facebook are there, but you know, Walt said change, you know, absolutely. And, and I get that, I totally get that, and I get that I need to wait and see what's new. But on the other hand, I just have the feeling that what they're bringing in is not on the same level as what is going away. Well, also, when you have some attractions that are desperately in need of change mm -hmm. and updating. If you're going to talk about making it better and improving it, I think there's a lot of places we could point other than Off-Kilter and Mo Rockin' right. where those changes really would be, I think, have a much, much better impact on the guest experience. Or even the Fife and Drum Corps in America because, I mean, that's that symbolizes, oh. that's, that's our, our roots, it's our heritage. Maybe they will come up with something better, but nothing speaks to America. That's what I was My thinking. Be I, as long as the new ones that come in are authentic to the culture, then I, I'd probably be okay with that. But I, well, when I you say talking, lumberjack show, it's like, what is that? Do I they was, have lumberjack shows in Canada? I was yes, actually. Do they? Okay, um, well, then great. <laughs> the I was talking with some Canadians last night who were offended. Were they at that? There that, that's going to be represented now. As lumberjacks, some of our Nova Scotia friends had yeah. that discussion with me and said that you know they, they've lived there all their lives and never been to a lumberjack show. How did they decide that now all of a sudden that's what represents the country? Well, I guess right. that's what I'm saying. Something that's authentic to the culture. Like I love the, um, of course I've never been to China, but you know the the act that goes on in China. With the um, acrobatic. Oh, yeah. I love the that. The nine-year-old acrobats? Yeah. Who are well, supposedly 18? Well, yes. Okay. They're not 18. <laughs> but they're wonderful, you know? They are. Um, Amazing. As Amazing. long as it's something that doesn't come in and is, like, hokey and cheesy. Well, know. you know, again, you know, it's... Uh, I'll reserve judgment completely until we see what they bring in. They may end up bringing in something even better, and I'm perfectly open to that. My concern is that, like I said, this just reeks of being financial and nothing else. And as I think that probably talking about decisions that are financial and nothing else, it's a great segue to our next story, yes. which is the villain soiree that mm. opened at Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party last night. And uh, you know what? Let's go ahead and play the video, and then we'll come back and talk about it. Because Dustin put together a three-minute video of this, so here it is. Or... Or not. I'm pointing. <laughs> All right, so that's a little, for those of you watching, that's a little overview of the Villain Soiree event. 
And uh, for those of you listening, you can head out to our YouTube channel, uh, youtube.com slash, is it the Diz or www.info? www.info. www.info. And check it out. So this is a special event inside of Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party. So the Halloween Party, a hard-ticket event that costs $70. The Villain Soiree, a hard-ticket event within that that costs another $100 per person. And they do two seatings a night uh, at Cinderella's Royal Table, uh, 10.15 and 11.30. And you have dessert and some cheese and four pieces of salami. I want to stress the four pieces of salami. <laughs> and a, a very sweet, odd drink that was served when we sat down, the captain's punch or something like that. And uh, you check in for this at 7, 7.30. Party starts at 7. You check in for this at 7.30. If you're in the first seating, you will spend your entire night doing nothing but this pretty much nothing but the soiree they have a very large area cordoned off in front of cinderella castle on the hub which is the preferred viewing area and that was really nice because it was not packed in there and you had plenty of room to move around and there were people like you know laying on the ground and stuff like that so for the parade and the fireworks viewing that's a nice a nice feature as opposed to kind of being crammed up on main street and I think especially as September and October go on and the party gets more crowded as you get closer to Halloween, that space is going to be a premium. For us last night, the park wasn't crowded at all. No. It was great. I haven't seen the Magic Kingdom that empty in a long time. And it was really a really nice experience. So for the parade, it was awesome. For the parade, this viewing area was fantastic. For the fireworks, it's probably one of the worst places to watch them because the big fireworks are all obscured by the castle. So it's always better to watch the fireworks further down on Main Street. But as I mentioned in my blog, logistically, I understand why they did this, and it wasn't that big a deal. This was about... uh, What I was interested in was the interaction with the villains, the experience in the... uh, The castle. In the castle. So we walk in. First of all, they tell us to check in at 950 so we're hanging out in this line for like 25 minutes because they don't let you in until 10, 15. And literally, as soon as we walk through the door, I mean, you've got, you had Captain Hook was in there in the foyer, uh, Judge Claude Frollo. Uh, the Queen Corella of Hearts. De, uh, the Queen of Hearts. And the two stepsisters. The two stepsisters. And I'm like, oh, this is really cool. And people are taking pictures with them. But the cast members are just constantly saying, ladies and gentlemen, please head up to the restaurant. The show's about to begin in five minutes. Like, wait a sec, we just walked in the door. If you don't want to spend time taking pictures with these characters, why are they there? Yeah, yeah. And my question at that point was, there's a show? (laughs) (laughs) Well, not really understanding, you know? But, you know, it puts that, you hear that, and it puts that pressure on, okay, well, you know, I don't want to miss anything. Right. So we get upstairs, and everybody has an assigned table. Went to our table and it was beautiful. I mean, the, the the space is a beautiful space to begin with. Table was really nicely decorated. They had one of these things. It's a dragon mug, which is kind of cool. And this was filled with candy. You get to take that with you, and they serve you. And and, and then on the table already is the charcuterie board that has the cheese, bread, and uh, 
the four pieces of salami. <laughs> and we were a table of we were a table of five, so we had two of these charcuterie boards. Okay. And as soon as you sit down, they bring you this this punch. This was a sour, like a sour or like a green apple and lime punch, and it was very dark on the bottom, kind of light in the middle, and then they had like a foamy thing on top. And there was no straw given with it, which I thought was odd. So I went to take a drink of it, and it was. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, the really, it tasted like dirty dishwater. Jeez. <laughs> so they said, "Oh no, you have to stir it up." I'm like, "Okay, I, I have That's to work. For my, I have to work for my drink." Okay, fine. <laughs> the faint hint of Ajax. So we, you know, you stir it up, and okay, then it tasted decent when you stir it up. Okay, fine, whatever. Um, Lady Tremaine comes out and kind of opens up the whole thing and does this little floor show and she sings a song, introduces the characters. Really cool, very exciting. Oh, this is great. This went on for about maybe five to ten minutes. And as we turned around, like we're t- trying to take pictures and stuff and watch the show, we turn around, the servers are coming to take away the, p- the plates that we had to put like our cheese and bread and stuff. Like, whoa, what are you doing? You know, we just barely had a chance to have any of this. Maybe you had a couple of bites, and they're coming to take the plates away. And I said to him, I said, I'm not done yet. Oh, well, I'm bringing back a, a dessert plate. And I'm like, okay, but, you know, brie and pistachio mousse, not a great mix. I'm very happy with the plate I have. <laughs> Leave it alone. And then the characters start making their rounds. And I, I will say this, the characters were amazing. They were fantastic. Characters start making their rounds. And they were interactive and taking pictures with people. But it was obvious to me that they were very mindful of the fact they had a rush. They had to get around. They didn't make you feel rushed, but I could watch the way they were working the tables. And the number of managers, I'm not kidding, there were at least 20 managers in this oh, restaurant. I believe it at least 20 managers in this restaurant. I was stunned. And not really, because sometimes, you know, a lot of times with these events, you'll see that, especially on the first night. But I just thought it was odd there were so many of them there. Because I think they were all just sitting there saying, please let this work, please let this work, right. please let this work. <laughs> and they bring out the desserts, and the desserts were actually quite good, I will say. I thought, you know, the pistachio mousse one was phenomenal. They had a... Um, I'm sorry, I don't have the menu. They looked really good. Uh, they had a poached, uh, a poached apple, an apple poached in a white wine sauce with a rhubarb filling. They had a pistachio mousse. They had a dark chocolate praline uh, card. It was like a cookie that was out of this world. It was mm. very good. And uh, then they had uh, the uh, white and dark chocolate mousse with raspberry. Yeah. That was Cruella Deville's dish and they were they were quite good uh, I asked for a cup of coffee and he brought one and I'm going to tell you that between the time he brought the coffee I had a I, I was able to get through half the coffee before the event was over and there was just this there were characters coming by and then there were things going on on the floor singing and you know laughing and all this other fun stuff that the characters were doing there were the managers coming by. There were the servers reaching in, putting things down, taking things away. And it was just this sensory overload. 
and it was so rushed. One hour. Because literally, when the hour was up, Lady Tremaine said, that's it. Everybody get out. Oh, really? Everybody get out. Wow. At that moment, every character, these characters that were manically running all around the restaurant, getting to tables and taking pictures, disappeared. Disappeared. <laughs> the servers come by. They start clearing the table. I'm like, what the hell just happened? 99, 100 bucks? 100 bucks. Dollar, no, it's not more than a more dollar than a amount. Dollar. And yeah. I, as I said in the, in the blog... <laughs> On paper, a manager sat down on paper and said, okay, these are the elements that make this up, and this is worth $99. And on paper, it would probably look that way. It was in the execution that I took issue with this. How, how do you think they could make it better? Add another half hour to that dessert party. So Add take, another half hour to that dessert party, and you got yourself a winner. So, so take and away and the meat. second seating, Some maybe? real meat. Well, that's it. There were, two <laughs> seat, there, there were two seatings. And I don't know. You know, We were on the first seating, so I don't know how it was with people on the second I know other people, some people are reporting they had a great time. Um, I find it hard to imagine anybody thought this was worth $100, a person. Uh, And, again, you know, between the time you check in and the time you get out of the castle, it's a a four-hour block of your time for a five-hour party. So if you don't get into that park, you know, you really don't have, if you're on that first seating, you don't have a lot of time to go do the trick-or-treating, go on the rides, kind of take in the park. That's what I love about Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party. What time was the first seating again? 10.15. 10.15, the second seating was 11.30. The, the only exploring of the park that we got to do was between when we got there around like 4 o'clock or whatever. No, we got there at 2. At 2. We were able to go around the park, and it was fairly empty, and that was nice. And then we only hit one candy stop between 7 and 7.30 before we had to go check in. That was the only party event wow. that we did before we checked into this thing. And then that was pretty much it. Yeah, yeah. I think the people on the second seating probably had more time uh, between Sorry. the fireworks yeah. and the well, event to go, kind of go around and experience some of that. So it may be a different experience if you were on second seating. On My big complaint was that I felt like I paid $99 and I didn't really get to experience the Halloween party itself, that most of it was chewed up with this. And, mm. you know, look, the priority viewing area for the parade and the fireworks was nice. But really, what I, for me, what I was paying for was that dessert party. And it wasn't worth it. It just wasn't worth it. People were also saying that when Disney first came out with this, they had promised certain characters were going to be there. And then as the days went on, those characters sort of disappeared off the website that they were going to be there. Do you think if there would have been more characters? This was not, my complaint was not about the characters, the number of them, or their interaction. I thought they were amazing. In fact, I think more characters would have taken away from that hour long, because then it would have been even more stressful and more hectic. Yeah. And that might have been why they did it. I think they knew they were pushing a lot of stuff. Because it was the only word to describe this event was manic. It was yeah. manic. The amount of things going on at once, all around. You know, when you go into something like that, you want to be able to kind of sit. For me, anyway, I'll speak for myself. You want to be able to sit and kind of relax and take in the atmosphere and have things paced out. You don't want that boom, 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 boom. And that's what it was. It was just rapid fire. Exp- Here's an experience. Here's an experience. Here's a whoa. Ease up. Do you think it would have helped if they would have put it in a different location and maybe made it longer? Well, they couldn't have done that because 
the character issue comes into play that they had a 10 o'clock mix and mingle and then the characters that got off stage from that no longer go down and actually hang around with everyone in the crowd now they went straight back and those are the ones that you would have saw as they were finishing the show yeah so then they have to take like a five minute break before they have to get upstairs to do that thing and then they canceled the 11 30 show that they normally did with mix and mingle because now they have to probably take a break in between the first well, seating and then the second one. I'll tell you, just, you know, my impression with the characters was they left it all out on the floor. They were amazing. Yeah. They really, that entire event was carried on the backs of those characters. Well, the cool thing about the characters in this particular event is that they're all face characters. They all talk and they all interact. Um, so that adds to that level of enjoyment. And, they're, and they were really, really good. They're probably happy that they were in air condition, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They didn't yeah, have to do mix and mingle. Yeah. And I, like I said, I, at one point during the thing, I said, okay, you know, before I realized we were going to be thrown out five minutes later, and literally, it was the bum's rush getting out of there. They were done with you. You had your hour. Get out. I always and they wondered rude how they about do it. that. They weren't rude about it, but the managers were managers were coming around to every table, saying, "We hope you enjoyed everything. We hope you have a wonderful night." It, it was a very passive aggressive way yeah. of saying okay. your presence here is no longer yeah. required. Yeah. No one literally said you need to leave now. Except, a except Lady to, Tremaine. Yeah, it was a sweet way to get rid of people, though. Yeah. And you know, and I'm like, up until that point, up until I realized that we were going to be thrown out within minutes, I'm like, okay, you know what? This is expensive, but you know what? The desserts are good. The entertainment is fantastic. Um, you know. And then all of a sudden it was, I'm like, okay, wow. And none of us at the table, all of us said, you know, the characters were great. All of us at the table were saying it was definitely not worth $99. Mm. Sean, you're, are you reading things in the chat? Is that what you're reacting to? I am, but I don't think we should talk about them. <laughs> why? Is it that bad? Oh, uh, yeah, I'll tell you later. Uh, <laughs> Back to you, Pete. Yeah. Okay. I'll tell you later. <laughs> okay. Um, so, you know, this particular event, I wouldn't do it again, personally. And look, this is my opinion. This is not, you know, I'm not saying people should cancel this or whatever. Do what you want. <clears throat> for me, for what I want to get out of the Halloween party, this was uh, this wasn't it. Agreed for this me wasn't too. It. So, would you say um, this event would be more for somebody who's been to the party more than once, like a newbie to the Halloween party? Should they spend their time going to the soiree? I wouldn't. I wouldn't recommend it. I wouldn't because re- you're gonna you're not gonna get to experience a lot of the things that make. You know, the value of that $70 ticket for a Halloween party is the fact that the lines tend to be shorter mm-hmm. on the attractions. Mm-hmm. There's that great vibe to the, the Magic Kingdom. You've got the fireworks. You've got the, the parade. Uh, that's all part of that experience. And I think especially, and one of the things we tell people is that, you know, if you're getting a multi-day ticket and you're planning to go to the Halloween party, don't, you know, use just, just buy that Halloween party right. ticket that night. Get in the park after 4 and go take advantage of the fact that those those uh, lines are a lot smaller. And this this extra $99 you spend kind of eliminates the opportunity to do that. Again, if you're on the earlier seating, right. if you're on the later seating, you have a couple of hours in there where you can go do some rides. But if you're on the first seating, that's pretty much eliminated. Well, I'm so confused. you're paying more money to possibly do less. 
which is exactly how I felt. I paid more to do less. So you wow. checked in at 7.30, but you were you like in a holding area? Well, we didn't have to stay there. We could have walked around, but I didn't know how crowded this area was going to get. I didn't oh, know how many. okay. Got and it. we wanted to make sure we were taking pictures, so we wanted to be on the rope. And you know how it is, even there. And yeah. immediately, I mean... An hour, an hour before the, the the parade, that rope was already full of people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we wanted to make sure we had a spot, but it was nice because people weren't crowding in behind us. So because there was enough, there was enough room, and it was even better for the for the fireworks. It looked like a big roped off spot. It was a very big yeah. spot. It was a very very big area. I can't complain on that. But I will say the cast members last night across the board were terrific oh yeah, yeah. We, we were leaving they were dancing and mm-hmm. you know cheering and maybe they were happy to see us I, go I, I don't know. Know. <laughs> no, but they I, were really really great last night I and, and you guys are going to talk about this I'm not going to be here for the next segment but you guys are going to talk about this uh, on the segment but I think I must have passed at least I over or heard at least three or four cast members last night saying to people how much they love working the party and how excited they were and it just it just showed it just showed absolutely it, it that was, definitely came through I don't think in I mean, I haven't been going to part these events as many years as you all have, but, you know, for a few now. I don't think I've ever seen the cast members this enthusiastic as I did last right. night. I mm-hmm. do not know if they're giving them something in their Kool-Aid or something. I don't know, but it was definitely, it was kicked up a notch. Definitely was. Yeah. Definitely was. And I thought the cast members were, in some cases, spectacular. Yeah. We had a server. We had a server at the Liberty Tree Tavern oh, yeah. for lunch yesterday. Christine from Brooklyn. If you're going to Liberty Tree Tavern, ask for Christine from Brooklyn. She was one of the best I've ever had at any restaurant. Mm. Even though the food was okay, the food wasn't bad, the service was beyond. She felt, she felt that we were rushed because when they brought the entrees, we hadn't finished our salads. And we didn't complain about it. We were fine. I was kind of done with my salad anyway. So I wasn't, you know, but... It was not up to her standards, so she comped our desserts. Oh, wow. Did this on her own. Without, yeah. and I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to reach into my pocket and take a fistful of cash and give it to you as a tip because I think that's awesome that you're like that. Great personality. Incredible. Incredible service. Old style. Old school Disney service. Okay. Christine from Brooklyn at the Liberty Tree Tavern. Ask for her. Ask for her. She was fantastic. So... All right, that we're going to let you guys discuss the Halloween party yeah. next because we're getting uh, short on time. So that's going to do it for the news. We're going to move on to our caption. This from last week, we had a picture of Megara from the Villains Unleashed. Villains Unleashed party at Disney's Hollywood Studios with her arms folded and a dubious look on her face. We asked you to give us captions. Uh, Susie McDougal Meyer. No, I don't want to build a snowman. <laughs> we have Sorry. slides to go with this? Okay. Yeah, they were just out of order, I think. All right. Uh, Joey Angeli. Elsa can't hold a towel to me. <laughs> in reference, in reference to Sean's little uh, Seanism last week. So proud. <laughs> <laughs> and Epi Carrero, waiting for the parking garage to be completed. That was cute. Um, for next week's Caption This, we have a picture of Jenny Lynn from last night's party with Buzz Lightyear. Jenny is dressed as Jane Jetson. Janet Jackson? <laughs> or Janet Jackson, depending on your view. I, I, told, her, uh, I told her she was a walking felony <laughs> um, in that dress. But uh, 
that's the caption list for next week. You can head, to, head out to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash disunplugged, and add your captions to that. And with that, we're going to move on to rapid fire. Yes. And who should we start with, Dustin? Looks like we have JL up first. JL up first. Okay. My rapid fire has to do with the American Idol experience closing that closed on August 30th after a five-year run and uh, from what the Orlando Sentinel reports it went off with a very nice farewell packed house and uh, the last contestant was a 14-year-old girl named Jessica who I mean won the whole final show and it was kind of cool because she had just turned 14 a few days prior and had been waiting and waiting and waiting to turn old enough to participate Mm, so uh, she did perform to a packed house packed house and uh, won the last show and now it is gone uh, Disney has not confirmed what will be replacing it there are rumors that the Frozen sing-along will be going in there but those are only rumors Disney hasn't given us anything concrete yet yeah it's going to be Star Wars it's got to be. be it's got to be I'm okay with that okay <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm you know I actually never got a chance to see the American Idol experience so I don't know um, I've done it once. The television show, I think, is not far behind. They just had such an abysmal... Every year, it's been more and more abysmal for that show. Oh, it's still on? It's still yeah. on. Yeah. I think the attraction, it it had its run. I mean, it, it opened, and everyone loved it, and then it just slowly... The crowds just weren't there. I mean, it got to the point where certain times during the year, probably most of the year, I would think... I don't think I'm wrong in saying this. It was like the cast members were begging you to come into the attraction to to be in the audience so that the people that were performing actually had somebody there to watch them. So I think uh, it's time. It's time to let that go. Um, And hopefully something really great will come in. All right. Well, thank you, Jenny Lynn. Kathy. Mine is Starbucks. Is, I've got a twofer. Starbucks is coming to Hollywood Studios. I know Pete's really thrilled I'm about that. so excited. It's going to be themed like a trolley car station. It's going to open in February of 2015. That's my first one. And in breaking news, um, yes, Disney has now um, come up with a, a tier system for valet parking at downtown Disney. So if you park for zero to two hours, it's going to be $10. Two to three hours, it's $15. And three-plus hours will be $20. So they've, if you're there for more than three hours, you're not saving any money. But if you're only there for an hour or two... I hope they're not tiering the discount you get with Tables in Wonderland, too, though. I, I hope it's that still paid. they didn't announce, so I don't know. Oh, no, on, it, it is nice in some regards if you're just there briefly... It, it's a sad state of affairs, though, that you have to go to downtown Disney for one hour in valet just to get a decent well, parking spot. Right. You yes. Know? But now that they've closed that one exit again down by Cirque, there's not a whole lot of places left to park. Yeah. So I guess they figured they're doing, you know, cutting you a break because they took away the spots, but they're giving you a spot at a reduced price. Yeah. I think the more exciting news is this Starbucks. It's going to be beautiful in there. Yeah. Sounds a lot like Vista Street a little bit. Like they're going to theme it after kind of the red car trolley thing. Mm-hmm. It's going to be beautiful. Yeah. Hopefully that's the start of a cleaned up uh, Sunset Boulevard. Little paint job, make it all shiny I, and new. I wish they would. I, I wish they would do this with Joffrey's. That's all. Right. Make a Joffrey yeah. shop. I wish they would do it with Joffrey's. Better coffee. Doesn't matter right, what's in there for me. Just as long as it looks nice. Yeah. Good yeah. theming. Clean it up. Oh yeah. They'll you know they'll do fine with the theme. Yeah. 
they'll do fine. That's that's not the you know, it's not the issue. It's the, the crappy Starbucks. <laughs> but all right, thank you, Kathy. Teresa. Well, as Kathy just mentioned. That wasn't yours, was it? Yeah, that was mine. I'm sorry. <laughs> the, um, Let's talk about it more. <laughs> Let's talk about it some more. They've closed entrance number four oh, to oh, okay. downtown Disney permanently. It's gone. Don't go there. You won't get in. That's always the way I go in, too. I wonder if they'll do mm-hmm. something with the valet park and make it a little more affordable for people who aren't staying there yeah, so long. Yeah, I wonder if they're going to do that. I don't care. <laughs> 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 it's all bitter. I'm bitter. They took that's the only way I ever went in. You know. I don't know. Yeah. It's gone. Move on, Corey. <laughs> okay, Corey. <laughs> the uh, the annual re- refurb dates for the Walt Disney World water parks have been released. Typhoon Lagoon will be closed from October 26th through January 3rd, and Blizzard Beach will be closed from January 4th through March 14th. This is every year. They just swap them out. Mm-hmm. Next year. Blizzard Beach will be closed first, and Typhoon will go towards the end, but that's that. All right. Thank you, Corey. Dustin? Yeah, I have, uh, you have to give me just one moment to, uh, you're not making things easier, Teresa. I appreciate it. Though. Uh, the right. dates have been announced uh, for the Nashville Long Weekend Adventures by Disney Trip that we we briefly touched upon, uh, I don't know if it was last week or the week before, but it was... Uh, it was just being announced by Disney that they were having this Nashville trip. Um, so it's mostly uh, in the summer of 2015 through early fall. You have uh, June 4th, June 18th, June 25th, July 9th, July 16th, July 20th, August 6th, September 10th, September 24th, and August 8th. Um, but uh, along with that, there's some, some cool uh, uh, features that are going to be uh, on this Nashville uh, trip. You have, uh, most notably, you have a, uh, perf- a live performance and backstage experience at the Grand Ole Opry, mm. um, which is kind of the highlight and the finale of this trip. You go to other like radio stations and tour the city and stuff, but um, what's really cool, I think, for music fans is going to be being able to go yeah, backstage at deal. the Grand Ole Opry. So, uh, yeah, just uh, check it out. I think that looks Nashville. exciting. Well, this mm-hmm. is this is part of a uh, uh, some of the new stuff that they're doing with Adventures by Disney. These long weekend trips—they're kind of five day, four night, or four day, three night trips. They're less expensive by comparison to some of the other trips. I believe this one's around twenty three hundred dollars a person for the weekend. Um, and I mean, Disney always does a great job with with these trips. Nashville, in particular, just personally. You know, that has no appeal to me. I've heard people say it's a gorgeous city and there's some really great things to see. So take nothing away from it at all. Just when I think about, okay, where do I want to go have an Adventures by Disney experience? For me, Nashville's not on the list. Wasn't it recently released as one of the most dangerous uh, places in the U.S.? I can't speak. I'm from New Orleans. I was just going to say. Well, Tennessee, the state. But Nashville specifically. I I I actually spent some time in Nashville. What's that? It's Dollywood in particular. (laughs) I spent some time in Nashville this summer on our road trip, and I enjoyed it. I mean, it was... Yeah? I found it, the history and the... Just the weird eclectic people. Yeah. Well, the cool thing about Nashville, as far as an Adventures by Disney trip goes, is if you add a post or pre-night stays, you can go to Gatlinburg. You can go to Knoxville. You can uh, go to Dollywood and Pigeon Forge. And there's a lot to do there, actually. Um, So it's kind of a fun little trip. And the weekend getaways, I think it's brilliant because you're going to get people doing an Adventures by Disney that wouldn't normally do it. 
and then they're going to hook them and bring them back, reel them well, in. Well, yeah, for that's bigger, that's you know, definitely part of the experience. We, we see that with the backstage magic trips. Um, those are a little bit longer than a long weekend, yeah. but we find that they're among the less expensive ABD options, and people experience that, and then like, okay, well, this is really great. I love this. I'd like to go see London, or I'd like to go see Italy. Yeah. I can't wait to do the Viva Italia in a few weeks. I cannot wait to do that trip. But All right. Thank you, Dustin. You're welcome. Craig. Uh, Dole Whips are back at the Polynesian um, at the new Pineapple Lanai window. A uh, couple, I think it was just last week, actually, that we said Captain Cook's was open again, except there was no more self-serve Dole Whip machines. Uh, it's because they opened this exterior window. So when you leave the lobby heading towards the pool, it's right on your left. Um, and they give you basically only three options. You have just regular Dole Whip if you want vanilla or pineapple then you can do it as a twist or then you can have a Dole Whip float oh they don't have the orange swirl no orange just pineapple and vanilla uh, and then they have the uh, the souvenir bowl that they also had at Disneyland a couple months ago they brought that out uh, they have the same sipper cup that you can get at Aloha Isle uh, I wasn't really happy with the whole Lanai area um just because you're sitting out there, it would be great if it had like tropical music, the same type of vibe Polynesian has. But right now, because the construction's so bad there, it's just like it's just it, there's nothing. You just hear the vent fans coming from Captain Cook's, so it's just a loud, noisy environment. Um, and then the portion sizes were definitely smaller than what they were serving in the parks. That's probably cast members just getting used to work in the machines, never done it before, new hires. Um, but it's open now, so Dole Whips are back there. Yeah, I was over at the Poly not too long ago, and I don't know. For me, the amount of construction going on, if I was paying full price to be at that hotel, I'd be upset. I did a, a, I have a blog and pending right now with pictures from over there, and even me, Kathy with the rose-colored glasses, I had a hard time finding spots that still look like what the Polynesian used to look like, that, that view that you pay for. It's hard to come by, and there was dump trucks going along the beach. Yeah. Yeah. Do, you like, sort of, do you feel like it's normal. lost its soul? Yeah, it. it well, just, I, I think it's too early to say that. I think, well, I think, I think it's going to look amazing when oh, it's done. Yes, exactly. I, I really do, and it's just that you know you're paying you're paying the same price for these rooms. They really didn't discount these rooms at all. No. And yeah, yet, but you get a ticket to Typhoon Lagoon or Blizzard Beach. <laughs> Blizzard Beach, right? Yeah. One day. Woo. But I said, you know, when you wake up and you stretch and you're looking out the window and there's that dump truck going down the sidewalk. <laughs> it's a magical dump truck, remember? Yes, it is. It's a magical dump truck. All right, thank you, Craig. Sean. All right. Uh, as of September 1st, the monorail will have a different operating schedule than normal as an automated automation upgrade takes place. Um, the automated monorail will allow for faster switching times, more frequent dispatching, and more accurate arrival uh, information. Uh, buses and watercraft will be available during the time, and uh, the schedule will be in place for a few months, but no specific end date has been set. Um, so the schedule is going to be for the Epcot monorail. It's operating from 9 a.m. to 11 p.m. Uh, for the resort monorail, which is uh, the big loop, it stops at every resort, it runs from 8.30 a.m. to 11 p.m., and then it'll close at midnight on special event nights. And so it actually start, started last night. The monorail mm-hmm. was completely closed last yeah. night at midnight. Um, and then the express monorail, which just goes between Magic Kingdom and the TTC, will run from 9.30 a.m. until one hour after Magic Kingdom fireworks. So 
for the next few months. That's the schedule. So I'll be honest, last night it was a bit of a hassle because we got out after the party. We left around 12.15 or so. Um, and the only option was to take the ferry boat to the TTC or take the resort launches right. or to walk to the Contemporary. So, And they were closed when I got to the party yesterday at 5 o'clock. They were shooing everybody away from the monorails going over to Magic Kingdom. So then oh, really? sent everybody down to the boats. And, of course, there was a backup there. So if you're going to the party and you're trying to maximize your time, you're going to need to allow a little bit extra in case the monorails are down. Right. All right. Well, thank you for that, Sean. Uh, we have our top ten threads from Disboards.com for the month of August. And uh, number ten, the ten big changes that are coming to Walt Disney World, posted by SM Bowtie on the Theme Parks Forum. And this is from a blog on, I want to say, Theme Park Tourist. And that's who it was, Theme Park Tourist. And about what they talk about there is about the ten big things that are coming to Disney World. We've talked about all of them, mm-hmm. so it's you know the Four Seasons, the nighttime show at Disney's Animal Kingdom. But that is the number ten thread on Disboards.com. Number nine by Mary Kate's Mom, also on Theme Parks. Uh, Disney Hollywood Studios rope drop this morning, another end of an era. Uh, number eight, the official Frozen Summer Fun tips thread. Uh, love that tank on the Theme Parks board. Uh, help rescue a not-so-hot trip by A.B. Mitch 01 on Theme Parks. Say goodbye to Maelstrom. A frozen ride is definite on the Theme Parks board. That one was... Uh, particularly uh, particularly interesting uh, uh, CBG 1027 writes this isn't exactly a secret but I got confirmation today that Maelstrom will definitely be replaced by a frozen themed ride in Norway my source heard it straight from the mouth of a very high up VP at Disney sorry I cannot reveal my source I'm a little bummed I know Maelstrom is, in that old, is old and outdated but there's something charming about it and I love the idea of a frozen ride but would have preferred to see it in another park so we've been hearing this for We've been hearing this for yeah. a while that that's coming, and I've also heard that they told the international college kids to, that they were going to be put in different areas of the park because yeah. they won't be needed at Maelstrom anymore. Right. The number two thread, which we'll get to, is uh, Norway College Program kids alerted to the okay. pavilion closing. <laughs> so yeah, that so it looks like the entire pavilion is going to close, I guess, yeah. for a, a reworking. Yeah, but. Uh, that was our number six. Number five, dumbest thing you ever did at Disney. Interesting thread, Simon says, on the theme parks board. And, of course, we will have links to all of these on our show notes page, disunplug.com, so you don't have to go searching for them. Did you notice, maybe it's just me, that the names of the people that start the thread sort of, it's very, like, together, like Simon says, What's the dumbest thing you ever did in the park? <laughs> and there was one you read just before that. It's like, well, what's number five? Dumb girl fifty two. What's who was that one? Well, number five is Simon, Simon says, says dumbest no, things you've ever done. Oh, that's at Simon says. Oh, okay, I thought Simon says was the other one. Okay. <laughs> number four, the VR guest lunch fast pass FAQ thread by Andrew Willie on the restaurants dining reservations form, and you know it's amazing to me. How many people, resort guests, have no idea mm-hmm. that they can get a fast pass for lunch at Be Our Guest? Yeah. Just because they're a resort guest? And so that might be a good one to check out if you are just learning about this 
right yeah. now. Because it's a separate process from getting your other fast passes Correct. and reservations. You have to go to a separate website. Yeah. But it works and it's really cool. I, I enjoyed it. Uh, number three, the new CBR, uh, Caribbean Beach Resort FAQ Part 7. Again, I'll remind everybody the reason that these uh, FAQs will have seven or eight threads attached to them is because once a thread gets to 250 pages, we have to cut it off. Uh, it's a, it's a, a database issue. Um, at 250, past 250 pages, the threads start to really affect the performance of the servers. So that's why this is version eight <laughs> of the Caribbean Beach. And I was the, the owner, the, the hostess of that thread up to seven. And then life sort of got in the way, so they have somebody new now. You've passed into dethroned. No, I, I willingly. Oh, you abdicated. Yes. yes. You abdicated. She's not usurped. <laughs> <laughs> and just, you know, on the resorts board, every resort has an FAQ that's maintained like this. And they are the most wonderful sources of information you can find. Uh, the folks on the boards do an amazing, amazing job at putting these FAQs together. So you're staying at a resort and you want to get some detailed information, ask questions of the people who are passionate about that resort. It's a very, very good resource. Uh, number two, as I mentioned, the Norway College Program kids alerted to the pavilion's closing uh, genesis on the theme parks board and the theme parks community board. And again, this month, number one, our friend Mesa Boy 2, Fast Pass Plus basic information. And that that's, like I said, he's the new Jess. <laughs> and he's, it's and it cut off right at the new year. It's like, okay. It was odd, wasn't yeah. it? Well, no, that Jess's thread had started to die down Oh yeah, uh, yeah, through, yeah. Uh, through the end of last year. Uh, this one, this one's got legs. This one's got legs. So. It's stuff people want to they, they need, It's great information. He did such an amazing job putting this information together. It's one of, the, one of the things I really love about the boards is you can find stuff like this. Mm-hmm. And it's just really, really good information. So those are our top 10 threads on disboards.com for august and uh as for next week's poll it's actually next month's poll for the next three weeks we are going to be asking you to rate your favorite resorts at walt disney world in each category value moderate deluxe and home away from home and we're going to leave these polls running until what's the date of that show the 30th Yes, I believe of September thirtieth of September. After we get back, after I get back from my travels abroad, we are going to be doing a segment uh, all about the best resorts at Walt Disney World. So head out to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash disunplugged, and cast your votes. Like I said, these will be open for the next three weeks, and each week we will be selecting one person at random to win the $50 Disney gift card that we always give when we remember to pull the name. So that is going to do it for this show. It's also going to do it for me until September 30th. Jenny Lynn's going to be taking over while I'm in Europe. And uh, I'll miss you all, but only a little bit because I'm going to be in Europe. So that's going to do it. Thanks, everybody, for being with us. We hope you enjoyed it. We'll be back with you again next time with another edition of the Diz Unplugged. Have a great week, everyone. And remember, stay out of the damn lakes. 